with the news that Colorado has decided to bolt from the Pac-12 and join the Big 12. Should Utah follow them? Should they abandon the Pac-12 and be the 14th team to join now the Big 12? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. My name is JT Wizzersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. This is your first time listening to our show. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. We'd love to interact with you guys in the comments. And this is our first ever Saturday show, so I appreciate all of you for uh, tuning in. And uh, originally wasn't going to have a show like this, obviously, but then the news came out earlier this week that Colorado had decided to leave the Pac-12 and join the Big 12 officially as of 2020 for the start of the 2024 school year i should say the pac-12 will be down to nine teams as of now and just the decision for colorado to leave comes as a surprise i know a lot of people have been saying it was going to happen for months and it, it had taken months for us to get to this point just like it's taken even longer than that for them for the pac-12 to get a media rights deal done and that's the reason we see the decision by the buffs to leave and i, I definitely understand the decision and now the question becomes for us who are utah fans and we look at it from a utah perspective should utah leave the pac-12 and join the Big 12. There's been long rumors that the four corner schools were the interest that is what the Big 12 was interested in, right? And maybe the Big 12 only wants to go to 14 teams. We've heard some reports there that say that. Others have said they were just interested in all the corner schools. We know with Colorado, they get the 31.7 million. The 14th team to join would for sure get that as well. So there's a lot of questions now. Is it going to become abandoned ship on the Pac-12? Is it every team for themselves? Is it every program for themselves? The answer to that is maybe. Let's just say, I'm going to say this. If I was Utah right now, despite how tempting it would be to leave for the Big 12 to guarantee yourself that $31.7 million, I would wait. I'm not saying, no, I would never go and join the Big 12. I think that is ridiculous to rule out any and all options that could be best for your conference. This could be the best new news for Colorado. In fact, they didn't have a lot of success in the, in the Pac-12. We could talk about some uh, comments Paul Feinbaum made about this, the state of the Pac-12. Uh, in a little bit overall as well. But it, obviously, it's a terrible look for the Pac-12 that Colorado left. And it sounds like the reason they left was because of the Pac-12's inability to get a media rights deal done to this point, which is a huge blow to the conference. But if I'm Utah, and look, Mark Harlan was up on stage with Commissioner Kalaikoff's last, just not even a, a week ago from the time I'm recording this podcast, which is on Friday. He was up there in lockstep saying that they were committed to the Pac-12. I would be surprised if Utah did leave the Big 12. And I still think the best thing if Utah left for the Big 12, I should say. I still think the best thing for Utah at this moment is to wait and see what the Pac-12 media rights deal comes in at. I still think for Utah, you wait until you have all the information on the table and then you make that decision. I understand that there's a lot of you that would be like, no, let's just go to the Big 12 right now. And I understand that. But I do think there's long-term risk in that. And um, I'm sure a lot of you are just being like, what's the long-term risk with the financial aspect? There's not. It's $31.7 million. That's, that makes a lot of sense. The risk of going to the Big 12 is this to me, is you could be hurting yourself just as a future brand. You could really diminish yourself. For example, just I think about and look Nebraska and what their brand has become and how it's taken a hit, right? Um, Colorado, even just in general, like we know their brand is not what it used to be even back in the day. And uh, 
look for Utah. If you go and become, let's say they stay at 14 teams. If Utah becomes that 14th team, it's just a lot. I think it'd be a lot harder to make that transition going to the big 12. I just think it's very, it's not something we've ever seen before, right? Like a team goes in right away and then they instantly dominate in a conference amongst other power five teams. I still think Utah would have a good home field advantage, but you don't know the other teams. You don't know the other coaches. Your recruiting footprint changes a lot too. It just, it, to me, it takes time to get up to speed in new conference with new opponents, new coaches, new recruiting landscape, all of that. So I think there's definitely a chance that Utah's brand could be diminished in the long term and it might eventually get back up to that place. And even, especially a lot of these recruits who are coming to, to Utah, they might be like, I wasn't, they, I wanted to stay more in the kind of the Pac 12 region. So maybe they would look and look, we don't know if the Pac 12 region is going to exist anymore, obviously. So that who even knows if that would be the case. But in general, it's just Utah is set up better in terms of on-field success, in my opinion, in the Pac-9 right now than they are joining a new conference in the Big 12 because new things can happen. Everything, can, like I said, it just it changes. It's not an easy thing. Like games aren't played on paper, right? So it's easy to look and go, Utah is better than Texas Tech right now. Utah is better than TCU for this coming season. They they very well could be and probably will be, right? But things change from each season. And once again, it's just tough when you're playing new opponents, new tendencies, all those things, tough going on new road environments. You don't know what to expect. It is a little bit different of a style of football overall. Utah was a better team than Florida last year, right? And Utah lost that season opener to Florida because they didn't play their best ball, right? That could be something that happens in the Big 12 as well. So I still think Utah is set up best for success on the field in the Pac-12. And I still think the Pac-12 can get a media rights deal that is going to be competitive with what the Big 12 done. That may seem like a crazy offer, but I'll say this, if that was completely out of the question and ludicrous, wouldn't more of the Pac-12 schools probably already left by now, right? It sounds like the Colorado was still waiting and gave the Pac-12 every opportunity to get a meteorite seal done. And then they just didn't, they didn't like the fact that it hadn't been done yet. And that's the reason they left. But we didn't see the Arizona schools leave yet. We didn't see Oregon leave yet. We didn't see Washington leave yet. Um, and Utah obviously hasn't left yet either. So there is obviously still belief in what the Pac-12 is doing and their ability to get a comparable media rights deal done. There's been instances in the past where the PAC 12 officials or athletic directors, presidents, whoever it was have said, they'll beat the big 12s number. I'm not some, I don't know if that's going to happen. If I had to bet, I would probably say it's not going to happen, but I do think the PAC 12 can get close to that. There's still value in those late night games overall. And what's the reason we're all in this conference realignment anyways, teams are trying to set themselves better up from a brand standpoint, putting themselves in the premium conferences, those premium conferences, originally were the ones that were getting the teams. Now the big 12 is kind of entered in that as well. Had been the teams winning national championships or at least getting close in that regard. Like, like Ohio state, uh, Michigan had been their college football playoff contenders. The big 10 is thriving right now. And the sec is obviously the dominant force with LSU, Alabama and Georgia all having won recently. Those are the powerhouses because they've won Utah's best set up to continue to win. As I mentioned by staying in the PAC 12, just as Oregon and Washington are, I believe because just playing in a new area, a new region. And the other thing I didn't even mention when you go to the big 12 is that extra travel time and hours. And just, you get more of that just kind of wears on you as the season goes on. Like, Oh, we got another long plane, plane ride, another uh, region, just another climate far away from home. You're playing and just new things you have to adapt to and adjust to overall. So this is something that, it's going to be very interesting to see how Utah decides to navigate this, how Mark Harlan, how President Randall do. I still trust them. I still trust their vision. I still think they've handled everything correctly. I know a lot of people are preying on Utah's downfall. They want to see Utah fall apart. They want to see Utah back in the Mountain West Conference. They don't want to see Utah be included in the future of college football in general. I still think Utah is going to be in the future of college football, whatever that may look like. Maybe we don't get super teams one day. That's what I originally always thought it was going to be. But the moment it does look like these teams are committed to their conferences, as we see this 
um, all the conference realignment taking shape overall. I think this Utah football program is still in a good position. I think the Pac-12 is still in, in a good position, despite some comments recently made by Paul Feinbaum overall. And we're going to discuss in a moment, actually, why I feel that Utah's if I was the decision maker at Utah, as I said, I would still wait until I have all the facts to make the decision about leaving for the Big 12 or deciding to stay in the Pac-12. And we're going to discuss those comments made by Paul Feinbaum that I think are a little ridiculous as it relates to any school in the Pac-12 in one moment. But first, I do want to talk with you guys a little bit about the sponsor of today's episode in eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right. That the first time around, just add your ride to the My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts, you heard that right, over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Already coming back into this one. Look, Paul Feinbaum to me made some crazy comments. He said that to him, he said, I honestly think you have to look at the Pac 12 as no longer a power five conference. It's a train wreck. And look, as we mentioned, I understand that teams are leaving the Pac 12 now and Colorado has left the Pac 12. But, and I feel like just what the worst part for this, obviously, about like Utah is, or excuse me, for the Pac 12 as a conference is that Colorado left the Pac 12. It's just a bad luck when a school leaves your conference. It's not like it's a crushing blow for the Pac-12 to lose Colorado, the football team, based on what they've been, right? Like, look, the upside is there with Deion Sanders, and I think it would have been good for the Pac-12 to keep Colorado, obviously, but this is not the same to me as losing UCLA and USC. It's a totally different thing, especially when you just look at Colorado's success against other Pac-12 teams. I mean, College Football Home put out a tweet earlier today. Colorado, their best record against Pac-12 teams overall is 500. They're 3-3 three and three against Stanford and 4-4 four four against Oregon State. Against all the other teams, they have a losing record. That's unbelievable that all the other teams you can't have one winning record against. Their own 11 versus USC. Utah has dominated that rivalry um, with Colorado only taking two of the 10 games, and Oregon's decimated them 1-8 to eight as well. So losing Colorado in terms of just what they've been in the past, that isn't as much of a crushing blow. As I mentioned, yes, Deion Sanders adds value. I also... I would be shocked if Deion Sanders is the head coach of Colorado six years from now. I just think that he's going to then move up to the next best opportunity. I don't think Boulder is his ceiling. I think he's hungrier for other opportunities at higher levels. So sure, Colorado could be good and back in the short term, but I, I, do, I think they're not going to suddenly become a, a force for the next 10 to 15 years in the Big 12 overall. As I mentioned, I think they'll kind of fall back down a little bit once Dion is, is gone from there and we'll see what they can even do with Dion overall. Right. It's been hard to win. They're hard to recruit there. They got the skill position players, but as has been said a lot, they don't have the offensive line there overall. So once again, I think the PAC 12 can survive losing Colorado as a brand. And I think most people would agree that losing Colorado as a brand doesn't hurt in a vacuum. It just hurts when you look at the whole picture, like they're now the third team to depart in a little over a year. That is where it really hurts. And that's why you have this discussion going on where it's what's best for Utah. Is it best for them to stay in the PAC 12? Is it best for them to leave to the big 12? I really see both sides of it. If it came out tomorrow that Mark Harlan, Utah had decided to leave and go to the big 12, I would support that move. I, as I mentioned, I still think what's best for, Utah football is to stay in the Pac-12 to set themselves up to make college football playoffs to further their brand by continuing to do what if you as long as you do what you've already done, 
win Pac-12 championships, you've done something you've never done before because you're instantly placed in the playoff since the way you can get into the college football playoff is about to change come the 2024 season. So that's why I would still like to see Utah stay in the Pac-12 overall, the familiarity with the opponents, a familiar recruiting footprint as well. And I still think if the Pac-12 is still a thing, they're still going to have great access just to the California market overall. Yes, there will be a lot of guys who still go to the USC's, the UCLA's of the world, but I think a lot of those guys do. It'll appeal to them to be able to play games at Stanford and Cal, assuming the Pac-12 is able to hold up and stay together if they wanted to go to a school like Utah and still have a couple of games in their state or just close to their home state in general, which is outside of the home games you get at USC and UCLA, you won't get because you're going to be traveling and playing road games against Rutgers basically overall. So either way, I think that the Pac-12 is not, I still don't think it's all doom and gloom for the Pac-12. It is not a good look. I'm not saying that at all, but to say they're no longer a power five conference when Utah, Oregon, especially I'll talk about those two because Washington's on the rise a little bit, but Utah and Oregon, and I understand what TCU just did. TCU just did something last year that was better than anything Utah and Oregon have done in the last couple of years, right? Making the college football game, making the championship game, but then they, they got steamrolled and everyone now thinks they're going to fall apart again. Utah and Oregon have been better programs than any of the teams currently in the big 12 for the last four years, I would say overall, because of like what we mentioned, you're talking about teams that have won Pac-12 championships, have consistently been in these top bowl games, have consistently been top 10 teams overall for the majority of seasons. Year in and year out, just in those last five years, Utah and Oregon football has been better than any of those Big 12 schools in the last few years in general. And once again, I just think moving conferences, you risk hurting yourself a little bit because new opponents, new teams, it's easy to look on paper, like paper and say Utah will beat them, Utah would beat them, but Games aren't played on paper. That's why every year we see crazy upsets in college football in general. If I remember correctly, last year Utah was favored when they went to UCLA, and we know how that game played out as well. USC was favored when they came to Utah, and we know how that game played out in favor of the Utes. So a lot can happen, a lot can change, and this is just going to be fascinating to monitor. And I would love to know what the discussions are going on between Mark Harlan, President Randall, and just in general, all the Pac-12 schools. Obviously, Commissioner Kalikoff and Pac-12 in general, they're in kind of in like just survival mode now, trying to figure out. They we've heard they they're making moves for expansion, and obviously these teams, there are teams in schools outside of the Power Five uh, that want to get into Power Five, so they're ones hoping to capitalize on opportunities. I think we've heard some people report that um, who is it that Memphis? I think I saw a rumors trying to get in. We know San Diego State would like to. All, a lot of the Mountain West teams, and there's other teams from just all over the country who do want to be considered a power five school. The PAC 12 has openings. The question is how much do those teams you would add elevate your brand enough? And what does the media rights deal look like? The PAC 12 needs to get this done sooner rather than later, or they will list risk losing more teams. Once again, I'm not ready to abandon the PAC 12 ship because no one else has outside of Colorado. And it sounded like the reason Colorado did wasn't because they were low on the media rights deal. It's because they just didn't like how long it was taking. It's a viable option. Something I understand. The other schools still haven't departed either, and I think there's a reason for that. They still see a path to success and a plan in the Pac-12 overall. I'm someone who I'd like to see just what the final number would like to be before making that decision. I hope Utah stays in the Pac-12. I think it's what's best for them. But there's also a world where just because the finances are so off, they're like, you know what, let's go to the Big 12. We already survived one transition, right? Utah going from the Mountain West Conference to the Pac-12 Conference. It took them some time, but they did rise back up. to They did rise to prominence in the Pac-12 the last couple of years, obviously, and it's been a great success for Utah overall. So if they want to do that, I think they can do it. But once again, this is not a guarantee Neither is continued success in the Pac-12, I guess, if Utah stays there, but they're set up better for success based on what just they've done against these teams and what we've already seen versus entering that new recruiting area, basically new conference, all the things that can come with that overall. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out for Utah. I am still in the camp of wait and see how everything plays out and 
it's going to be fascinating because college football season is almost here. It doesn't even feel like that's the biggest storyline. It's going to continue to be this media rights deal and just the survival of the Pac-12, which is crazy to think it couldn't be a conference a uh, year from now. But with the way things in one scenario look, that is definitely a possibility now. So just an unreal situation we find ourselves in, but I remain steadfast. I think the best thing for Utah to do, and I trust Mark Harlan, President Randall, is to wait because I think if you can get the Pac-12 back on track with a strong media rights deal, you set yourselves up better for success than a Colorado going to the Big 12, in my opinion, and joining a 14-team league overall, especially one so crazy as the Big 12. And the Pac-12 is crazy, too, so I guess they both are, but we've already seen Utah, as I said, a proven track record of success in the Pac-12. You don't know what you're going to get in the Big 12 overall. So lots of crazy stuff. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And uh, I'll be interacting with you guys in the comments as well. So let me know what you guys think. Do you think Utah should go to the big 12? Do you think it's best for Utah to stay in the PAC 12? What do you want to have happen? Do you want Utah to stay in the PAC 12 or would it excite you to go and see Utah play in the big 12? So many options. And it's just, once again, going to be crazy, interesting, fascinating, whatever word you want to use to see how this all plays out. Last thing I do want to mention before we get out of here is tonight, Isaiah Garcia is going to commit. His decision will be at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. His final three is Oregon, Stanford, and Utah. He was crystal balled to Utah earlier. I do believe Isaiah Garcia, the offensive tackle originally at Cypress, who is now at Corner Canyon, is going to be a Utah Ute tonight. You guys can clip this, whatever fan base, if he uh, ends up going to Stanford or Oregon, and I will say I'm wrong, but I just believe Garcia is going to come to Utah, and I think he's going to be a phenomenal offensive lineman for the University of Utah as well. I think he is sensational strength, technique, power, the potential to be a great player. He's the best-rated prospect in the state, according to 24-7 Sports. Already teammates with Isaac Wilson. I would love to see him continue to protect Wilson's blindside, or whoever the Utah quarterback is, next year, or excuse me, in 2024 and beyond, potentially, or I should say, even especially beyond, because it just takes offensive linemen a little bit of time to get up to speed in general. So, going to be fascinating and interesting to see what Garcia does. Going to be fascinating and interesting to see what Utah does overall. But I greatly appreciate you guys for joining me on this special Saturday episode, and we look forward to seeing how this media rights negotiation and just the craziness that is conference realignment all plays out. Once again, like and subscribe. This is your first time and appreciate you guys. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back next week talking fall camp because Monday it all gets underway. And I look forward to covering fall camp in all of its glory as it relates to Utah football. And we will continue to talk about Utah as it relates to conference realignment right here on Locked on Utes. We'll see you then.